Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Monday's show also brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business, all your latest insurance needs, boats, jet skis, all the stuff on the water, and now that we're getting to that time of the year, finally, one of my favorite times of the year, personally, you want to make sure you're all protected and good to go so you have a good and safe summer. That's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. And a lot to recap from the weekend would have been plain enough to talk about today, but a couple of things even popped up today. Starting off with Julio Jones knowing, not knowing is on live TV today and undisputed with FS1. But before we even get to just Julio itself, once again, the way... Shannon Sharp just did that. If if Julio truly didn't know he was on live TV, and I, I firmly believe he didn't because I don't know, I don't think he would say straight up what's going on if he knew he was on live TV, especially with Trey Talks going on. So I thought that was a little sleazy by Shannon Sharp to do that. And you know what? It is typical of those Fox Sports talk shows to do pull off something like that there is no integrity whatsoever especially with that disaster of a show undisputed when you're going to bring somebody on live like that and you know some of the controversy that's been going on with Julio he's been probably wanting out of Atlanta then the thing came up this weekend of him in a cowboy shirt at an airport everybody's thinking he's going to Dallas and you pull something off like that, and you just you're just to win an argument with Skip Bayless, the low life of sports media. <laughs> I just I just don't get it. I just don't get the mantra of what Fox Sports is trying to accomplish. I really don't. That that is as poor integrity and poor journalistic integrity as you can get. 
from that standpoint. I'll leave that there off my saga from uh, my soapbox from Fox Sports. But in terms of the Julio thing, it's not surprising. And I don't know why, honestly, he would want to go to Dallas. Dak Prescott, coming off a major injury, he's got a lot of mouths to feed already. So I don't know if that would have been a good fit for him. He says he wants to win. He says he's out of there with Atlanta. But apparently, according to Adam Schefter, the Falcons want a first-round pick for him. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Uh, yeah, that's right. You're not getting a first-round pick for Julio uh, Jones on that contract. But I thought the way they did it, Steve, I don't know what your, your thought process is, especially as a broadcast teacher of this business. What Shannon Sharp did, I thought, was unprofessional and just totally violates journalistic integrity if Julio did not know the fact that he was on live TV. I just thought the whole thing was sleazy. But typical Fox Sports fashion. <laughs> Obviously, you've never applied for a job there. Um, (laughs) And I never will. (laughs) After hearing this, I don't think they want you. (laughs) Well, I don't want them. You know, we've become so much about the individual today. Everything's about the individual. Ah, what about me? Okay. Julio, you're making a ton of money. Like a ton of money. All right? If you have a desire to go someplace else, it's fine. Handle it privately. You don't need to make, you know. Uh, and this is happening across the board. It's all about the individual. Uh, you know, it's always about LeBron. And it's always about, you know, everything's about the individual. Now I need to transfer. I need to be able to shine someplace. Okay. And that's and that you know that is your right as an individual. There's some of us that still do deeply believe in a, in a team concept, uh, and that's why Dave Ritchie loves calling this show because we're the ones that believe in the team concept. Uh, <laughs> it's not just about one guy. <laughs> you sir are my hero. Doug believes in a team concept, too. I mean, but it's just, you know, the person you're working with has to think the same way you do. <laughs> but hey, we still think that way. And hey, often you'll see big-name stars get moved. And you say, wow, I... Uh, can't believe that they didn't get a first for him. And sometimes when somebody lays it out like this, like he did, guess what? Your value, your trade value goes down. Well, he's not happy there. I mean, they're, they're desperate to move him, right? And that's what sometimes that's what happens. You find out that uh, DeAndre Hopkins got moved. Nobody knew they were going to move him until he did. Right? So did you already play the Julio Jones audio or I did not, I still have it. Go ahead, play it. We can we can waste our time listening to that, sure. What's happening? Yeah, all right. Julio. Hold on, hold on, let me put you on. 
I got you. This is your favorite uncle. What's going on, bro? Man, nothing much. About to go meet up with my brother. What's happening with you? Man, look, you want to go to the Cowboys, Julio, or you want to stay in Atlanta? Oh man, no, nah, I'm out of there, man. You He's out? out. Of there? He's out of there. Oh, Are you going to? Ideally, where would you like to go? Um, uh, right now I'm just. I want to win. Okay. Yeah. We don't go to Dallas. If you go to, you ain't winning in Dallas, Julio. Uh, you already, you already, man, listen, come on, man. You already know I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remind him more on television? Ask me why I wore the Dallas. Listen, listen. You know how people is, man, with all that going right. on with the, the picture? Yeah. yeah. And all that stuff like that. Okay. Man, I ain't never been on that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's good enough. Yeah. Julio, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling me back. We on air, but I appreciate you calling me, dog. You know I know my nephew was gonna pick up. Oh yeah, nah, nah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't going, I ain't going to Dallas, man. I never thought about going to Dallas. Okay, I appreciate that, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. So often I show the same way, but Matt won't let me. <laughs> this will be the probably the one and only time I will give that show any airwaves on our show. I thought the quality, of, the sound quality of it was tremendous. I mean, really, you can't put a price on it. Oh, it's just another one of those, as far as I'm concerned, irrelevant stories. It's irrelevant. Now, yeah, the only relevant when he gets moved. After that, who cares? <laughs> Depends on how he gets moved to, and for what? After that, eh. Doesn't matter. You can speculate all you want. Julio Jones trade rumors. DeAndre Swift concerns. Well, you drafted him. He's your concern. <laughs> the uh, We're going to have Gabe MLB Draft League starts today. Williamsport's at State College, but Williamsport has its home opener tomorrow night. Uh, we had Joe Putnam on from the State College side on Friday. We're going to have Gabe on today. And Jerry Dulac is going to join us on Phil Mickelson's slice of history yesterday, his sixth major, uh, a month shy of his 51st birthday. And he just played better than everybody else. But the bottom line is great players, as they get older, have the ability to put together a round or two that are really, really good and competitive with anybody. The key is trying to put together four rounds like that. And Mickelson put together the four rounds on the weekend. He can go out and do a – what tournament was it in? It wasn't Quail Hollow. Down in Charlotte. And he, he went out and he shot a 64 in the opening round, but he couldn't sustain it. And this time he sustained it. And he played smart. He played smart golf the entire time. Yeah, nothing too daring, nothing too. I mean, he did, you know, he was smart the entire time. Uh, and we'll get to that with Jerry a little bit later in the show. Um, Matt's big on Julio Jones, so that will be on the after show. Uh, <laughs> I'll take him for the right price, but not for a first round pick. 
They're not gonna, to me, if they get a first round pick, I'm shocked. Because when yeah, a guy makes an apparent, but I say when a guy makes an apparent, he wants out. Everybody's looking like hey, he wants out, right? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, here, here's the thing: you got to keep him. That is, that's what it comes down to. And you're not going to be able to win that battle. You're not going to. You're you're now as the Atlanta Falcons. You are now in a um, position where your bargaining chips are not as good as they were before the phone call. How about that? And if you're Julio Jones, with the price driven down, you're going to get moved, but it's uh, might not be the same as as it was before because, again, you drove the number down. That's the way it is. Hey, but... He'll get moved. He'll get what he wants. The Falcons will get eh, in return, and we'll go on from there. And he'll make some spectacular plays, and he'll drop some passes because that is his career. And you know, he can do the spectacular, and then he can do some things where you sit back and go, okay, all right, where'd that come from? Where'd that Terrell Owens moment come from? A lot of wow and a few whoa. All right. Take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Life on the water comes in all shapes and sizes. From a fishing boat or pontoon boat to a jet ski, we keep you protected. This is Season from Purdy Insurance. We can help make your time on the water relaxed and worry-free with comprehensive protection for you, your friends and family, and your watercraft and boating equipment. We're independent and local, and we'll find the right boating insurance to fit your needs. Call our Sunbury office at 570-286-5855 or go to purdyinsurance.com and see what we can do for you. If you own an RV, you know your home on wheels needs the same protection as your actual home. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. Whether you hit the road for a weekend or a few months, Purdy Insurance can cover all of your recreational vehicles. From RVs, ATVs and side-by-sides to motorcycles and golf carts, offering you great coverage at the best price. Call Purdy Insurance at 570-286-5855 or request a quote online at purdyinsurance.com and see what we can do for you. Grounded to third. There's one. There's two. There it is. It's a triple play. They got a triple play to get out of the jam. Oh, my almighty. Normally, normally, believe it or not, when a team turns a triple play, they normally end up losing the game. Do you want to know why? Because it's a day where the other team gets, keeps getting guys on base. Uh, but they won the game two to one. Another well, the Yankee pitching has been just off the charts, especially the starting pitching is oh, yeah. off the charts. Fabulous. It's been great, and yet they don't pick up any ground. All right, so um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. The- Still a half game back. We're right there. <laughs> I'm sure he'll go out and buy somebody and bring him in. Just the way it goes. 
We were playing great. You're not in first place. Oh, okay. Sorry. We didn't notice. We're so focused on us. We're not, we, don't, we didn't think of anybody else. <laughs> uh, here, here's an interesting one for you. This MLB Draft League starts today. So Trenton is not going to be playing in their home games in Trenton. They're actually going to play their first two games at Citizens Bank Park, and then they're going to play at Ryder University. Now you're saying, why aren't they playing in Trenton? Because the Blue Jays' AAA team in Buffalo is playing in Trenton. Because the Blue Jays are going to have to play in Buffalo. (laughs) How about that? My question is, how did that team end up in Trenton? Well, because of the availability of the ballpark. You talk about Buffalo? Right, there wasn't a closer spot they had to go. You talk about the Buffalo AAA team for the Blue Jays? Yeah. Uh, Probably not. Hmm. Probably not. You know, in terms of, uh, because there's there's not another AA ballpark. Because, I mean, the Buffalo's AAA. So there's not a AAA ballpark that's close. There's not a AA ballpark that was available Remember, Trenton, the Yankees moved their double-A team from Trenton to Somerset, New Jersey. So that ballpark was open until now, when Trenton was supposed to start playing. So because of that, that's why they moved the Buffalo team there to open up Buffalo for Toronto to play eventually. So that's the reason why. It depends on what the availability was, and it turned out Trenton had an availability, especially in the opening month of the season. And then the Thunder made it in combination by getting an agreement with Ryder. We had a great time Saturday, by the way, up at Harvey's Lake. Joe Portelli and Judy got married. So it was uh, Drew and Allie, Roger, Denise. We had a great time. Oh, I did see that. The suit stories just the suit stories just flowed. <laughs> Oh, I'm and sure it they just, did. It just coming, <laughs> it just kept coming back to two words over and over again. Poor Kevin. All right, so <laughs> and I said enough of his finances. All right. <laughs> I mean, anybody? I'm serious. Oh, Scott Dixon did. Oh, for the 72nd straight time, Scott Dixon won the poll. All right, great. So nothing changed. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all 
applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, planning. They do it all for you. It is all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. And the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament will be Wednesday, August 4th. We're looking forward to being there again. Uh, Scott Dixon won the poll for the Indy 500. Colton Herida, the 21-year-old American, uh, and and Renas VK and Ed Carpenter and whatever. So there's just you know, Dixon went 231.685 to knock Herida to second. VK was third. Dixon's 41. The combined age of the two drivers starting next to him is 41. VK said it's a whole new generation. Yeah. Herta, who is rapidly becoming a star that I'd never heard of till now, have you? Isn't that like one of the things like star powers? Like, you know, it's supposed to carry over? Yeah, no. I just can't wait for next Sunday. We've got a good car. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. There you go. S U I T. That spells Suta. In a 75 minute shootout for the final three spots in the field, Sage, Karen, Will Power, and Simona Di Silvestro made the race. So Sage, Karen, who is nice to suit light, is in. Charlie Kimball and R.C. Anderson were knocked out of the 33-car field. Is it really cool to get in when there's only there's 33 spots and there's only 35 people going for it? I don't know. I'm just asking. Are you going to watch the race? I usually watch the Indy 500. That is most of it. But I usually, I usually get harassing text messages. All right. <laughs> that is probably about the only Indy car race I'll watch. Well, that's, that makes you an average American. All right. Basically, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got I to gotta look at the Sixers playoff schedule, too. If, if they're playing that day, then I'm out. Yeah. Or if anything, other, if anything else compelling is on, I'm out. I'll Paul at least be Mark- keeping dibs. How about that? Hallmark rerun something? Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> that moves just as fast as some of the laps in Indy. Oh, good. There's another car. There's another car. Okay. There's, another, there's, a, there's a part of some car in the track. Okay, for the next Get the lingerie laps. on the deck. Call the janitor. 
Next 82 laps are going to be run under yellow. Okay, great. We're having a good time now. All right. <laughs> this is my day. This is my Super Bowl. All right. The uh, One of the big stories going on in sports, uh, I have to get to what was the line of the day yesterday. And it was Greg Anthony on TNT during the Knicks-Hawks playoff game, which the Hawks won on Trey Young's shot at the wire. <laughs> now, everybody's been opening up in one form or another. I mean, you look at QI Island yesterday. Hey, what, twenty five to 35,000 people there for the PGA Championship? They're all going nuts. I mean, Mickelson and, and Brooks Koepka had to walk through that throng to get to the green on 18. Now, in Pittsburgh, they're still under the guidance of the governor here until May 31st when they can go to 100%. So the Penguins are going to play the Islanders tonight in the pivotal fifth game. It's tied at two games apiece. And they're going to have, I believe, 4,500 in the stands. So 4,500 means are your pods and distance and things like that. Okay. Then starting on Monday, you can go to 100%. Now they have to get to an event on Monday first. They have to win the series. In New York yesterday, New York, Madison Square Garden, they had 15,000 fans yesterday for the Hawks-Knicks game in a building that seats, you know, 19,000, 20,000. And Greg Anthony says, and they're all sitting there. You can see it on TV. The bench was a normal bench. It wasn't all this spread out stuff all over the place or anything like that. And Greg Anthony says, he says, can somebody tell me the difference between 15,000 and 19,000? <laughs> What's the difference? And he's right. What genius sat down in a room on a Zoom call and said, we can't have a full house. We can only have 15,000. What, the, the, not having the extra 4,000 people in there is going, to, is going to save the planet? What the heck's going on here? I mean, 15,000 people all packed in. This is not a this is not an eighty thousand seat arena where they have fifteen thousand. Okay, I got it. You know, your own pot. That's why I brought up the Pittsburgh example of forty five hundred in a seventeen thousand five hundred seat building, because they're spread out in pods and things like that. Well, obviously, with fifteen thousand people in Madison Square Garden, most of them are all sitting next to each other. So he's right. What's the difference between fifteen and nineteen? What? sit back and say, Who's co- who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> like I said, you look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, the guidance says this. So they're spread out, pods, things like that, and it's all part. They're following the guidance, okay? But somebody came up with the number. No, the Knicks can't have 19,000. They can only have 15. Excuse me, over here in the common sense aisle. <laughs> Okay, that makes no sense. <laughs> Can you make sense of it? Those are all valid arguments. Oh, no, it's not a valid argument. It makes no sense. <laughs> okay? There's no argument here. He's, he's right. 
What's the difference? Because he's sitting there courtside looking around going, there's 15,000 people here. So there's 4,000 empty seats. Do you think the 4,000 empty seats had people separated? <laughs> really? Well, for the Sixers, they had 11,000, and that's what they're allowed for going forward until they, until mid-June when they go to yeah, 100%. Just, yeah, June 11th, I think. Right. right. That's exactly right. San Francisco's Bank Park with the Phils. But with right. the Sixers... I know it, it was mostly the lower bowl was filled with a couple of with a couple of fans right. up in the upper section. But my my point is, so if you're allowing eleven thousand in, Wells Fargo has about twenty thousand seats. Right. Can't you just why not why aren't they using the nine thousand other seats to help with the social distancing still? Like I, I I don't get that. Like everybody was packed together in the lower bowl, and then there were just like a few people up top. I just felt like that could have been done differently, and maybe they can do that with any of the other arenas. I can't explain it. Can't explain it. I look. I'm just glad. Look, I'm watching the Knicks Hawks game. The fans are going insane. I'm watching the Mickelson thing. Fans are going insane. He comes through the TV set. It comes through the TV sets right there. It just makes the event more fun, more exciting. But that was, uh, I think that that was all part of what made the, the weekend fun. That's what I thought. I just thought it made the weekend fun. But <laughs> there's no difference between 15,000 and 19. What's the difference? Ah, that's why. Like some of the, you know, I said I talked about the Pittsburgh example, okay, following the Pennsylvania guidelines and so forth. Okay, all right. So okay, you're the Penguins. You're not crazy about it, but because I'm watching Nashville, they had what double overtime game, and Nashville's playing. That place was sold out. That place was sold out. So, I mean, so Pittsburgh's going through the social distancing, right, in Pennsylvania. So they've got 45,000 in a 4,500, I should say. 4,500 in a 17,500, 6,700 building. Okay. But in New York, they let 15,000 in. Why don't you just say, go ahead, might as well just let them all in. <laughs> uh, that's Again, there's a lot of baffling stuff here. Very baffling. In other words, you just sit back and you say, okay, somebody came up with, well, no, you can't have 19,000. Well, the building seat's 19. Okay, well, how many can we have? 15. What? (laughs) Over here at the common sense counter, that doesn't have any common sense to it. Ah, It's interesting times, my man, interesting times. Very interesting. By the way, the the NFL might be going toward uh, the possibility of an 85%. In other words, you can drop all the pretenses with your team um, if you get to 85% vaccinations. 
So Jed Hoyer is the GM of the Chicago Cubs, and Major League Baseball already has that in place. And as we pointed out last week, he is disappointed that the Cubs uh, aren't at 85%. And he said, look, he said, he said here's, here's where I'm disappointed. He said, we're not a player or two away from 85%. Obviously, they're more than that. Well, one NFL general manager was asked about the possibility of 85% in the NFL. He, he talked with Peter King about that on Football Morning in America. And he said that, he said, you know what's interesting with our team? He said, because they think the, the 85% thing might, threshold might be coming in the NFL. And I think he's probably right based on what I'm hearing. And if in the 85%, he said that everybody in the front office is vaccinated, everybody on the staff, you know, trainer, strength and conditioning coach, coaching staff, he said they're they're all he said we're like a hundred percent. He said the players are like at forty percent. He said that's the problem that they can't uh, that they can't get to. He said the players are at forty percent. Dick in Milton, hello, sir. How are you? Hey Steve, I'll make this really quick. You know, watch the golf this weekend, watch the basketball. How much fun do you think the uh Peter Peter Angelis has made uh, baseball and ball? No, and Pittsburgh's at the same problem. Except Pittsburgh just is coming out of a weekend in Atlanta where they got just, you know, scoreboard-wise destroyed. I, mean, I just don't understand uh, what will happen. You can't fire the manager because if you, you can't win with no ball players. I don't care who the manager is. Well, you notice when I had Rob Beer Temple on last week with the Athletic, and we were talking about Pittsburgh, but this applies to Baltimore, okay? Because they're both in the same category. I asked him, I said, does anybody know how good a manager Derek Shelton is? Because how can you tell with the circumstance they have? You have no idea if the guy's brilliant or he's just adult. Because he has nothing to work with. And the same thing in Baltimore. Uh, it's Baltimore has nothing to work with. Nothing. No, I mean, it's really depressing when it's not even the end of May and your team's literally eliminated. Uh, and that's, that's a hard that's, that's a hard that's, way to fan base to live. You don't have much to look forward to. No, you don't. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Here's here's the big one of the bigger problems, Dick. I mean, I'm not telling you. You live this. You love this team. It's been like this for a few years now. Yeah. So they they haven't been giving the fan base any hope that they're starting to climb their way toward anything. They're still in the same spot. Well, part of the problem they're still paying Chris Davis sixty million dollars. I yeah. think on his contract, and and they're getting what are they getting out of him? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Exactly. So that's a lot of money they could spend on somebody else, or yeah. multiple or multiple individuals. Uh, goes back to yeah. it goes. We'll see what it goes back to is the Albert Pujols. When Pujols was negotiating with the Cardinals, he, you know, the Cardinals were talking about a home down discount of ten million two hundred twenty five million. Or see, ten years two hundred twenty five million. He wanted two forty, and the Cardinals wouldn't go there because the Cardinals said, you know what, that two hundred forty million dollars over ten years, we're going to spend it on not just a player but on multiple players, and they did. 
And the Cardinals have spent the money on multiple players and not just on one guy. And that's where the Orioles went wrong. They spent it all on one guy. Well, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to look forward to Penn State football, and hopefully they're still not paying Albert Bell down in Baltimore. They could be. I'm not sure yet. Or Yeah, it's exactly right. They they might still be play, uh, paying Albert Bell this time, just like I think the Indians might still be paying uh, Wayne Garland. That's <laughs> unbelievable. We already know Bobby Bonilla has another check coming up. Bobby Bonilla has another check coming up. Oh, my goodness. It's one of the greatest contracts ever. It's not his fault. They negotiated it with him. All right. We will come back with more in a moment. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Simmons all over Beal. Green helping out as well. Beal in trouble. Can the Sixers come up with it? They do. Here's Simmons. Here's Harris. Said, there's no way in the earth the Sixers should lose to that team. <laughs> well, the officials tried to help out. Oh, come on. That was embarrassing with the NBA displayed of officiating yesterday. They should be embarrassed, and those officials should not do a playoff game again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the haters emerged. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like... Those three calls, especially the third one on Embiid, this is a playoff game. I'm going to steal your line, Steve. Don't call what you don't see. Well, welcome to the NBA. <laughs> and then the two replays, Russell Westbrook clearly has his foot out of bounds, and we got to spend 10 minutes looking at that, and then we got to waste five minutes looking at a ball that clearly went off Tobias Harris late in the fourth quarter. I just... I, I can't. It, this is and this has been a common thing for the NBA this year. Never saw a second of the game. I took my grand <clears throat> my grandson out because he wanted to get a little extra batting practice in, so I pitched him for a while. Thought that was more worthwhile than just sitting there watching the first game of an <laughs> NBA playoff. Well, that's a good job for you, Grandpa. Yeah, you gotta do what you so got to do there. That's what I did. Sixers. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, Dick and I both agreed. There's no way. You know, sorry, that team cannot lose <laughs> to that team. No, I, I think the Sixers sweep now. I thought maybe the, the Wizards can maybe make it a five-game series, but after the way that game went yesterday, Sixers still pull it off. That that should knock them out. Should be enough. Time to move on. Utah obviously needs uh, Donovan Mitchell. I guess what they lost their opener to Memphis. Mitchell they didn't did. Play. Yeah, Mitchell didn't play, right? He did not, and he was not happy about it. No, because he was cleared to play. <laughs> like who comes up? Who comes up with this? Uh, this is one time where the players like, how come I'm not playing? <laughs> oh, now we have a guy that wants to play and they won't play him. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Whole league is like, I don't want to play today. One guy wants to play, they won't play him. It's cleared. Cleared. All right, Gates to the Crope next half hour. 
And Jerry Dulac, final half hour. <clears throat> Neil Kulong tomorrow on the show. And not only that, there'll be segments tomorrow that will include more hate. Because something, to quote the other host, something stupid will happen tonight. (laughs) That's pretty good. (laughs) It's our guy. Doesn't like stupid. And based on what he says on the show, there are a lot of stupid people in the world.